This is your announcer, Shannon Saint Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. 2024 is almost here, and my resolution is that this is the year I'll finally become the new cock destroyer. My latest firmware update maximizes my ability to despunk those balls. Our IP live cast starts now. Despunk those balls. Uh, welcome to our IP live They're dead and buried already. Why is this coming? We are resurrecting from the grave. Well, that one woman is dead and buried, so now Shannon... Okay. Rebecca Moore is not dead and buried. She's very alive. Yeah, the other oh, one. Oh, that's arguable. <laughs> There's enough dead animals injected into her that uh, there may be any rat poison and all this other shit. She may qualify as a dead animal. Do you think she harvested the other cock destroyers, like, body parts and fillers and implants and stuff before she was buried to like I, I mean she's a own. vile enough person to have considered <laughs> that so it's possible she's probably made a video out of it Rob get on that get on the video yeah we could do a watch along you're above that Rob you're enough <laughs> of a micro celebrity that you don't you have enduring uh, enduring fan base that you don't need to get involved with these horrific people <laughs> thank you Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, I, mean, welcome. I mean that sincerely. But he, but to be fair, you said the same thing about NotFest. So. Yeah, well. All right, relax. I have relax. A, lot of, <laughs> relax. a lot of respect for Rob, can I tell you? Let's not, uh, knock, the, not knock the wonderful brand that is uh, paying me money to do a podcast. Don't, don't knock the, <laughs> knock, the, heart. The, the knot. Don't knock the knot. Don't knock the knot. Exactly. I did have a question though, and since oh. you mentioned that, so it's not fest, right? And then you, yes. you were doing the the podcast about nitro, but like, hmm. why was it nitro if the the not fest the K is silent, but then you say the K in nitro? How did that happen? Well, uh, when we would introduce the show, it would be cannot fest nitro. Oh, okay. See, I, that's, that's that your my idea, fault. Rob? Not not delving into the archive. Uh, I I think I did come up with the title. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but no. But <laughs> saying it the way you said it. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. I always, I always would say cannot fest. I, I mean, that was just my joke, even before. Oh, uh, even before Canitro. And the corporate higher ups were okay with that mispronouncing the brand. Yeah. It, it was a constant debate. Let's just say. Let's really? Just say. Oh man! Now I feel bad for like mentioning a sore point. I apologize. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Uh, they, they, well, needless to say, the show is not running new episodes. Is it because you said that extra wow, consonant in the word? No, it's not. It's not because of a K. Okay, it's just, just we couldn't find, we, listen. We sadly, people, couldn't find our audience. There's a big thing in culture now where if you send a text and you say K, people get very upset. So maybe yeah. that was what it was. Maybe they thought you were My dad does K. it and it, it, it is really annoying. I you don't have to K every fucking thing. Right. Like, you know, like there's certain things where it's like we could end it there. You yes. know, like I understand and I understand from his point of view, first of all, you know, he's He's a he's a senior citizen at this point, you know. Like he didn't grow up texting. It's a he doesn't understand the the uh, the ethics, not the ethics. The what, what is it? The, the language. Uh, the, the yeah, the culture of texting. Right, right. So like he kind he uses okay as a way to say 
I I am confirming I received your text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 100%. Well, l- let me interject something here. So when I was married, my ex-wife was a serial okayer. And the whole family, like we would have a group text with all the sisters and stuff. You couldn't say it with a word without okay. So okay would always be the message received signal. Mm-hmm. But she was adamant that you can't say K. You could say okay, but you can't say K. K is like verboten. That means you are dismissing what the person said. Okay, green light. K, red light. That's kind of how it. So, I, yeah. Darren, I know you're you're, you're an Androider. But you know, on on the uh, iMessage on on iPhone, a few years ago they introduced reactions to to text yeah. messages. I guess so. Those, you, you know what happens? Uh, you get a text it message. Spells it out in text. It says, <laughs> "So uh, Rob Pasbani liked your thing. Rob Pasbani like laughed at, yeah. and then it repeats the message." Right. Right. Yeah. I find sometimes I find that just getting the thumbs up. Mm. Could feel so passive aggressive. Yes. You know, even though it is, it is essentially the exact same thing as what my dad is doing, which is like confirmed, you know, like I've mm-hmm. sometimes it just feels like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like that's yeah. how I read yeah. it, you know? <laughs> I don't, but I don't see, I, like, I don't me ever mean it that way. You know what? I, like, I, no, fall no, into, I, I fall into using the thumbs up. Like, I'll just put the emoji in rather than there's no formal like mm-hmm. method like the iPhone has, but I'll just give people a thumbs up. And they'll tell me later, you know, I know you didn't mean nothing about that, but isn't that rude? And I'm like, no, well, all these old men use it. I, Cause I text them for poker and stuff like that. They all, everything's a thumbs up. And my umpiring uh, bosses and stuff, thumbs up means again, like well, your dad message received, you know? Yeah. The people, the younger yeah, people think point. it's, you're flipping them off because they <laughs> speak in emojis, you know? Exactly. It all depends yeah, different on who generation. you're to in the context of the conversation. Just like any written much. language, the same yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty wild. It, it's it is its own dialect now, uh, in a way. Just the emoji speak. You and I and, were and, and, talking not too long ago about our, our. Can I say her name? It starts with a P. You know, the f- Facebook friend, a woman uh, mm-hmm. who was married to one of our friends from the past. Okay, and uh, she ends everything with LOL. And LOL now is, I feel, its own thing. It's like a form of punctuation. Like you're not even laughing yeah. at anything. It just becomes a period at the end of the sentence. Uh, uh, yeah, LOL is a way with a person like that. LOL is a way to uh, soften soften the blow of like saying something serious. You know, yes. like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling a little insulted by you. LOL. You right. know, something like yes. that. Essentially, I, I feel that's stage one, and then there's a stage two where it literally just becomes a period. Like literally, every sentence mm-hmm. ends with "lol," and it's like, "Yeah, over to you." Is what "lol" now? So I, I've I've I have caught myself in the past. Not I don't I don't do it with "lol." I do it with "haha." Yeah, <laughs> "haha" is my I "lol." Do that a lot too. I mean, not, uh, I didn't really notice you overdoing that, but I, 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 I mean, I I basically cut it out after I realized, like, oh, this is essentially like saying um. Mm. You know, um, I do want to point out, you know, I, I, I mentioned about how Apple has these reactions and you can't do it in Android. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to, I want to prove to Darren that here, here is an instance where I am not an Apple fanboy. I think it is so messed up that Apple has created this messaging walled garden <laughs> <laughs> that it completely ruins any group message thread. Uh, if you have someone 
uh, not with an Apple product in there uh, because, uh, and this is totally Apple's doing. Mm. Last year or two years ago, Android ana- uh, announced this new open source messaging system, kind of like SMS, but like a new way, uh, which would essentially be a open source version of iMessage. Uh, iMessage is the Apple version of messaging where you could actually send text messages over Wi-Fi. You don't necessarily need a cell phone signal, uh, all this stuff. And Apple refuses to incorporate it. <laughs> They're like, nah. No, we like because they know that uh, I'm sure for a lot of people, the reason that they don't get a uh, an Android phone is because they don't want to miss out on their group chats. Yeah. You know? So why would they give so that up? up? Why would Apple give up that advantage? Because they want to, to make communication better for the whole world. They don't world. care about that. They care about making money. <laughs> they they have enough money. Isn't no. isn't the making money? They have all the money. Doesn't it lie rooted in giving people a good experience? Like I feel in the long run, you're going to make more money by doing it. Uh, well, you know, while the American systems are pretty fucking awful, thankfully we have the European Union mm. that actually cares about its citizens and and how they use things, and they're apparently suing Apple. Uh, to implement this, so it might actually huh. eventually get implemented. But only in Europe, or, then I don't know what they implement. No, it, it, no, it would have to be. No, yeah, it would have to be implemented. There's been plenty of things that the European Union has decreed that has had worldwide effects, like uh, some better than others. For example, these really annoying requests to accept cookies are because of a uh, European mm. law now. Uh, so it, it was just easier for these websites to just give this alert to everybody than to uh because also california passed a similar law okay so it, it would take too much effort to determine are you in california or europe than to just show it to everyone <laughs> oh man it was a guy at my poker game last night complaining about california and how california is now uh allowing california Michael to have health care and other social services and, right uh, and Rant like louder than you can imagine. It was on a break, like some pizza arrived. So he's got up for five minutes to go mm. in and eat food. And he's screaming, These motherfuckers, how the fuck they're going to give it? I got to pay for it. I'm like, Do, Are you a resident of the state of California? Like, how, why, how are you in any way affected? By this? I mean, this is a state law. Ah, the federal tax dollars go to California. They have a fucking heart attack. So would he be just as angry if New York implemented this, or is he mad because California has it and we don't? No, quite the opposite. The migrants are taking our tax dollars, and the illegals are going to be using this uh, services and all this. Oh, God. I feel like this is the only time uh, people like your friend care about where our tax dollars goes when it yeah. goes to migrants. <laughs> That's the only time. All the other tax waste or abortion. But you would yeah. think, like, these are all fucking ex- plumbers and electricians and all this shit and sanitation like they're union guys you mm-hmm. would think there's some ethos there where you want like this is mostly going to go to people with jobs and workers and stuff you know not my I, see to your point darren i feel like for the lo- for the longest time there was always a negative stigma with unions that all they do is just take your money 
and don't give you anything for it. Well, uh, so I could see this person having that point of view. Sorry. Maybe among the general population, but I feel among union members when I was growing up set like late seventies, early eighties and nineties, like they, they, they would only talk up unions. All these, every old guy I would see. Like, oh yeah. You got to get a union. Union. This type of guy yeah. who's generally reactionary conservative, probably wouldn't let his daughter date a black guy or whatever, but they were so left on this one issue, unions that are fucking back. You ever see, remember that parody commercial? Ask me. Uh-huh. Yeah, we don't let your kids drink from the fucking piss in the water fountain. You know, yeah. that guy was a major trade unionist, you know, mm-hmm. generally speaking. I think that really changed in the last like 10 years or so, just because the whole discourse shifted to like, if you like a unionist, you're a fucking, you know, you support migrants sneaking in over the, the half-built wall. Or yeah. For me, yeah. See, like, I don't understand. Give the migrants insurance. Give everyone insurance. Why? You know, I think that's, that's, I feel like the crux of their anger, really, is that these people are getting something that I deserve to be getting. They work harder than anybody. You ever go into a yeah. pizza shop and see the 17 Mexicans sweating in there? Oh, absolutely. No, uh, but but that's that's really all it is, really. W- when these people are complaining about what the migrants are getting, what they're really complaining about is that they're not getting enough mm-hmm. services. And that's what they're upset about, that the, that the economy isn't working for them. It's working for these people that don't even pay into the economy. It's the wow. same conversation when uh, student loan forgiveness was happening that people were like well i paid mine why don't these people have to yeah so well, it's kid- not just migrants is anything that like exactly also like that's happening you- that you didn't get a chance to get a piece of it's like well then nobody and, should get a piece of it and the thing is do you know how many corporate loans are forgiven oh, that course. are you know like like that make this look like these student loans look like peanuts it's just of course. These people don't understand how things work. Imagine this a kid worked. worked in a coal mine when he was seven and got a uh, black lung and somehow survived. And he's now like 80. And he's like, I don't want these other new kids to not have to work in coal mines yeah. when I fucking did. Yeah, I had to have black lung. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All these kids have it too. It just goes to like show that how like the last 40 years, this economy has been driven into like apocalypse uh, now levels of destruction. And they successfully rebranded it as it's that guy over there's fault, like gay yep. people or whoever it happens to be, you know, that, that guy's taking it away from you and blame, blame that person. And that's how six, that's how they got people to hate unions. Cause like unions stick up for that person over there. Yeah. Unions oh, are, are what make, makes things more expensive because you have to like pay, pay their fee. I remember that was always the, the thing I, I say this in the context of the uh, uh, the transit union. I feel like the transit unions are always blamed for the MetroCard prices going up. No, oh, did you ever work in a retail place that was large enough that pe- they tried to unionize it, and then like you would always get this anti-union propaganda, mm-hmm. and like they someone would come in with a flyer, like literally the from the corporate office, and just be like, "Listen, some unionists." are going to try to uh, propagandize you. Here are the facts. And then why not being in a union helps you so much. And it would be this well-produced, very slick uh, piece of propaganda. And then everyone would get together and like throw them all in the garbage and laugh about them. But some people would fall for it, though. That's the problem. That's why I mean, it still it. happens like Amazon, Starbucks, that they're accused of doing that now when mm-hmm. they're... Locations try to unionize. 
<laughs> of spread. Yeah, there was uh there was this uh I think it was uh United uh was like the airline they were trying to they were trying to bust the union uh and then they posted this oh delta it was here we go let me let me share this I want to insult the great corporation United <laughs> yeah no union dues cost oh, around seven hundred dollars a year a new video game system sounds <laughs> like fun wow Put your money towards that it's a big dues to the union that's a that's a worse <laughs> one than any i've ever seen wow it's like so blatantly like usually they're they try to make it seem respectable when it's really not well like you know you're this is your benefit from not being here. this is just like buy a playstation <laughs> That's so funny because it's, it reminds me of that like <laughs> Simpsons thing where Homer's talking to his brain. It's like, you idiot. Money can buy you plenty of beer. You know, explain. Money can be <laughs> traded for goods and services. <laughs> Are they legally uh, allowed? Like, okay, so they had that sign. But what if they took it to the next step and said, if you vote against the union, we will give you a PlayStation. <laughs> Are they allowed to do that? I don't think so. I don't believe so. Right. You can't. I I worked. I worked at Stop and Shop uh, for a moment, and that was a union job. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, of all of my retail work, that was the only time I was in a union, and it was easily the best job of that kind that I ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, because specifically because of the union. That's a and, supermarket, and in case you're not. It's a yeah. supermarket. Yeah, it's like a supermarket. I guess in some other states, it's called Giant. Uh, same chain. Uh, and so. Appropriately, you work. That's why favoritism. They would have crazy benefits. All, Sunday, all Sundays were pay and a half, meaning you would get your salary plus half of it per hour. Every holiday, every employee gets four hours salary plus if you work that you get pay and a half on that day so it's four hours plus pay and a half it, it, for a fucking 18 year old this was insane money you know like why, why and I mean, the it was, world did you leave this job have you considered uh, going back recently well i have to tell you i've since you know, it's been now, I guess, 20 years since I've worked there. And I, I mean, I, I do sometimes go back there. Not so much now, but I remember going back like a decade or so later, and there were still people working there, like the same people that were working there that that I, you know, since I was there. I forget why I left, though. I think I forget what I got. That, you read like, one uh, of those flyers about a place. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I remember, <laughs> what I do remember is there was a point where we almost went on strike. Uh, and, and that's when it, it got really a little contentious with the managers. Cause the managers obviously are not in the union and, and the managers uh, like were, were being like testy. And like, I was, I had no, I, you know, I don't care at the time. I didn't know, but I didn't even do anything. And I ended up getting like a 75 cent raise <laughs> just wow. from this. Like, like they constantly, did awesome stuff for the workers. And I think there was even a way that I, even though I was part-time, I could have applied for some sort of insurance. It was good. To your point, Darren, any union job will always take care of the employees better than a non-union job. Mm-hmm. And then you um, then you started designing Rob Van Dam's website, and it was all over. 
I think Rob Anthem's website I designed before, or no, it was around the same time. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's actually why I quit. I might have just quit to do my uh, wrestling site. No, that can't be it. I, I wouldn't. You said you, was. Were, you said you were 17 when you did the Rob Van Dam. This was. Yeah, so. uh, you told me that. Yeah. Did you? Even yeah, I, I mean, Rob I did Van it for a few website? years. Absolutely. You could even go look on the web archive. There's my Fucking, name on it. It's on the Wayback Machine. <laughs> the yeah, George exactly. Santos of wrestling internet. Oh, <laughs> never, never. Why would I like? I would have. Why wouldn't I say I design like you know Steve Austin's website? Or You're something. smart enough to keep it mid level enough that nobody would <laughs> doubt you. I'm a WWE champion though. Yeah. Uh, Darren, you mentioned uh, you went to uh, uh, the poker game, and before the show, you were saying you have some concerns uh, about COVID spreading, and in general, like I feel like now. Now there is like this new wave, and and I, I I don't want you to take this as me criticizing you particularly because I fall in this as well, mm-hmm. and and like all of us, and I wanted to just bring this up. I feel like we were uh, at pretty cautious when COVID first started popping off mm-hmm. about not going to social gatherings or whatever, yeah. you know, wearing masks uh, when need be, and and. Sid, to your credit, I still see you wearing masks when we go to like a comedy show or whatever. Uh, But I'm curious, Darren, for you, you were so adamant about, uh, and again, I'm not saying this critically. I'm just, uh, you know, I just want to discuss this. You were so adamant about not going to poker for the longest time Mm -hmm. because it could be a hotbed of spreading the disease. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but now you, you don't, you're not as concerned about it. So I'm curious for you, what what changed? Because like for me, I just stopped caring. You know, after a while, like I, I I did a few things. I didn't get COVID. I was just like, ah, whatever. It's fine. If it happens, it happens. What, what was your trajectory where you 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 found it okay? I, I mean, more so mentally to not like have a panic attack of being in a room with people and worrying. I wouldn't have had a panic attack. No, I'm exaggerating, but like, I'm saying like that, like for me, that, that was a a curve that I had to overcome. Like the first concert I went to, I was very conscious of like how close I was to people, you know, now I don't give a shit, you know? Well, the answer is I'm not over it. I'm very much worried about it when I sit there, but I just feel like I don't want to live my life in my bedroom. So I go out and I do things. But once these motherfuckers start flemming and coughing right near me, I do get very worried about it. And I have a mask on it. Never remove the mask unless I'm like 20 feet away from everybody. Like I went to go take a piss or something. But if I'm in that I'm in that space and it's a very tight table, it's like a iron wall. And I haven't gotten sick. So like you said, positive reinforcement. That positive is not probably a good word to use there. Uh, but like reinforcement of the fact that I have antibodies and I, and the incidences of COVID have dropped drastically and people are not rid- I don't think that we went like three months without anybody dying at one point or something in the summer. So it's fair. Like, right, we'll I, see, like-, like I, 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 I don't follow it closely. So don't take my word as gospel, but I keep hearing in the last few weeks that like we're on an uptick. It's like, it's like swinging back up. Not just an uptick. It's like a, it's like a 50% increase, I think. Uh, And beyond that, I I saw that now, like essentially all, if you got the first uh, wave of shots, those are like expired now, essentially, you know, like the disease has mutated in such a way where, all of those, all of those vaccines are now irrelevant. Uh, and but yet there is no, 
you know, there's no. I, I feel like people are over over the boosters. <laughs> it's just uh, the government's over. You did. It yeah, goes I to did. show you how stupid and poorly rolled out everything was in this country, and how nobody really like knew what the fuck was happening at that time, and still really doesn't know, and no one cares. We just moved on to the next, you know, the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I I am a strong believer in natural immunity. I got a COVID about a year after COVID first happened. And I, if I live in a very concentrated area, I wear my mask all the time, but I also have slips where I forget to put it up and everything. I have people coughing near me. And I think most people, unless you have some kind of, uh, some kind of a, like a immunity disease or something, I think the majority of people have an immunity to COVID, uh, from having had it. If you've never had a different story. But if you've had COVID, I think your body mostly protects you, but you should still be cautious. You should still wash your hands. I still sanitize my main, you know, items when I come in, like my phone. If I come in from outside, I wipe down my phone with a Clorox. It takes three seconds, my wallet, all that stuff, you know. And then I wash my hands very vigorously and I wear a mask anytime I'm going to be in, in like some kind of unventilated place or very tight like the subway. Never take the mask off in the subway. And it's good just for other diseases too. There's no no harm in doing that stuff. But if you're cautious, I think your body takes care of you. You know, generally speaking, like with any disease, we have an immune system. You know, it works. Sid, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I don't always mask up. It's sort of contextual. Like if I'm going to a concert where I'm going to be around, crowded around people, then. I do it. And I'll, a big reason for me, and I think probably Darren, this is part of it too, is like, I have an elderly mom. I have to take her to doctor's appointments and stuff, and she is immune compromised. And mm-hmm. if I ever got sick and then wasn't able to take her to a doctor's appointment or even worse, got her sick, I'd never forgive myself. So sure. especially when I know I've got meetings with my mom coming up, I definitely mask up whenever I go out beforehand. But then like, if I go to doctor's visits, I always mask up. So Mm -hmm. it's contextual. Like at restaurants, I don't, when I go to the movies, I don't, but then concerts, doctor visits, I do. Mm -hmm. And so far, I mean, I've never tested positive for COVID. I'm pretty sure I had it in the winter of 2021 because I had all the symptoms for a few days, but the test that I took did not come out positive. So I've never officially tested positive. So I don't know what immunity I do or do not have, but I'm sounds like yeah, you're a COVID poser. Sure. But I'm caught up on my boosters and yeah. I would, uh, you can test to see if you had it because you'll have antibodies somewhere within you. Uh, but I, you could see me with COVID if you're interested what that looks like. Cause we did our uh, yeah. 600th anniversary, a 600th episode where we did, uh, sexual jeopardy and i'm at the height of covid symptoms during that blow my nose several times it's the michael jordan flu game of the live cast that's very true and i didn't know i had not tested positive yet i just felt ill and i went and got a test the next day which was my birthday oh man covid on my birthday so almost uh three years to the day now wow knock on wood we don't have a repeat of that this year yeah i'm very careful like i said I only got one shot. I got one shot of Moderna. And it's really mainly because this gig I was doing forced me to go into like junior high schools. And I would have been forfeiting like a five figure sum of money if Mm. I did not have that vaccination card. So I would have honestly been happy to trust my 
natural. I'm not being an anti-vaxxer. I'm not a right winger. I'm perfectly happy for other people to take vaccines, but I just, I think I, I trust my natural immunity, but I had to take that one shot. So I did it because I would have been forfeiting a huge sum of money. And it was fine, right? Nothing happened. You didn't. I didn't get ill from that. Well, I got. I don't, I don't. This may have been from just from COVID being in me, but I had a long bout with fatigue. Uh, I feel like I, I there was a long period where I just didn't want to fucking do anything, and I didn't have energy to get out of bed after the vaccine or after having COVID. It was like well, the, but I got it, it wasn't that separated, so I don't know which mm. is which. But I can't. I'm not gonna like. You know, ah, the vaccine did it like a lot of people do, you know, but I, I feel like I I, uh, I think it may have just have been from COVID. It could have been from anything. Who knows? Maybe yeah, uh, whatever. So but I did. Uh, there was a long period where I physically like any small task was like making me want to like go back to sleep, you know. And uh, yeah, but it may have just been from being in, inside for a year and a half and then like, you know, not yeah. and then not. Yeah. And then I had to do things. But also, like, like people that have long COVID, that is a thing that they say they experience yeah. as well. So maybe but that's what that was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't feel that anymore. Like, I have a lot of energy now. So I don't know if how long COVID works if you have it forever. But uh, I don't have it now. Yeah. And also, it cropped up out of nowhere after I had COVID. It was like there was a brief period in between where I felt great. Mm. And then that happened. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I started like kind of being skeptical of the vaccine and like, why the fuck did I take this just for money? Like, what if some shit actually happens to me? And like, but you know, now I feel okay. We mentioned this earlier. I wanted to play the asks me ad. Oh yeah. Ooh, can I give the context of what this is first? Hold on. So this is a real ad for a union that they used to run, but with a real voiceover. And then back in the 80s, when there was no Google or YouTube, they would just the editors of these ads would recut them and make them funny mm -hmm. just to pass them around amongst the editor community. And they were like trading tapes and stuff. So this is what this is. Someone made a recut version of this ad. Your way to work tomorrow instead of sitting around with your finger up your ass, look around. There's a union out there called Ask Me, and they're busting their balls for you doing a lot of shit work you take for granted. For example, we pick up your fucking garbage. We got broads out there who keep your kids from getting run over by some hard on. <laughs> we plug up the holes in the road so you don't fuck up your car. <laughs> we push around a lot of little old ladies from Florida. Wow. <laughs> and roaches and making sure your kids don't drink piss from the fucking water fountains. The fucking ass amalgamated federalization. Hey, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All I know is we're hardworking, taxpaying people like you, and we don't take shit from nobody. You got that asshole? Ask me. The fucking union, it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh fuck water van that's the one i, I pop for can, you, can we play one more of those a different one yeah, yeah look one? up uh, big bill hell 
car commercial. You ever see this one? Did we play this on the air? Before? I can't remember. The Fuck name you, Baltimore. Familiar. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, anytime I, I drive past an amalgamated bank, I always think of this <laughs> oh, Amalgamated federalization. Ah, <laughs> All I know is. Uh, All right, here we go. Fuck you, Baltimore! If you're dumb enough to buy a new car this weekend, you're a big enough schmuck to come to Big Bill Hell's car. Bad deal. Cars that break down. Thieves. If you think you're going to find a bargain at Big Bill, you can kiss my ass. It's our belief that you're such a stupid motherfucker. You'll fall for this bullshit. Guaranteed. If you find a better deal, shove it up your ugly ass. You heard us right. Shove it up your ugly ass. Bring your tray. Bring your tie. Bring your wife. We'll fuck her. That's right. We'll fuck your wife. Because at Big Bill Hell, you're but six ways from Sunday. Take a hike to Big Bill Hell. Home of Challenge pissing. That's right. Challenge pissing. <laughs> How does it work? If you can piss six feet in the air straight up and not get wet, you get no down payment. Don't wait. Don't delay. <laughs> Don't fuck with us or we'll rip your nuts off. Only at Big Bill Hell. The only dealer that tells you to fuck off. Hurry up, asshole. This event ends the minute after you write us a check. And it better not bounce or you're a dead motherfucker. Go to hell. Big Bill Hell's car. All the more filthiest and exclusive home of the meanest sons of bitches in the state of Maryland. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I miss these kinds of commercials. <laughs> fucking balls to the wall, the fucking action movie music, and mm-hmm. now it's like everything has to be snark, and, you know, too smart or extreme sap, like heart. This commercial has heart, you know. I saw the worst commercial. This was in one of my classes uh, about uh, TV writing. So, like, uh, one of the assignments was to write a commercial for a campaign or whatever, and they showed this commercial that was supposed to be like an inspirational commercial. And I hated it so much. It was this German commercial where um, this, these people are all going to a funeral. Actually, can you pull it up? You're going to be as angry as I am. I oh, think. it's a sure. German. It's I- um, it's a German commercial about a funeral. Uh, you know what? We can just talk a little bit and I'll try to find it. So, is it an ad for a funeral home? Or? No, it's an ad for a s- German version of Stop and Shop. Oh, my God. But they, <laughs> you, the exactly. funeral for the person who tried to union organize? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't buy a PlayStation. I think I found it. I think I might have seen this. Yeah, okay, hold on. This guy, right? Yeah, that's it. Tell me if this makes you angry. Hello, Papa. I'm Hello, Opa. I wanted to call you and tell you the truth. Also, it's like, why can you only see him on Christmas? Right. Well, because he's a piece of shit former Nazi and they don't feel comfortable. Oh, okay. Wait, it gets worse. Hold on. Is that Gavin Newsom? They've all flown to see him at his gigantic house. It's like, I'm just trying to watch Family Guy, okay? Can we get through the other What is this? The table is set. What if he's... Th- I hope he's there. There he ah! is! Oh! <laughs> he got him! He got him! 
fucking faked his own motherfucking death. This guy is the all-time goat of passive-aggressive fame. Wow. Hey, are we sure this isn't a Jewish commercial? <laughs> this is like something my mother would do. But this is what pisses me off about this. Fine. When we get to that point, how are they not fucking screaming bloody murder? Yeah. Like, how I, are they- in my class, I rewrote this commercial with an alternate ending, and his daughter's like, are you fucking serious right now, you piece of shit? You think your own death? And then the brother is like, I had to explain death to my three-year-old daughter, you motherfucking monster. And the daughter is like, I thought you were going to be buried. She runs away. You know, like everyone's miserable. I want the alternate edit where that happens. I want the alternate edit where they all freak out and think he's a ghost and beat him to death for real. I want the alternate edit where they go to the funeral first and then they realize when they come to his house that there must be someone else buried in that plot and who the fuck <laughs> did he kill? And then then this could be a whole fucking miniseries. Tell me if you approve of this. So that so he's so they all yell at him. And he's like, "See, I told you nobody loves me. Listen to how they talk to me. Oh, go away. Enjoy your family so much." And then the brother goes, "No, pop, I have a better idea." And then they're driving away in a Ford four by four, and they go to bury his body. And the announcer comes on like, "Some jobs in life you really don't want to do," yeah. and it's a Ford commercial. Also, why would this make me want to go to this supermarket? You know, because what a weird that. What a weird campaign for this. This little poor, frail old man was able to make this 16 course meal for his family with all the stuff that's at the supermarket. And so he could trick his family into thinking he was dead. This has to be a runner up or a contender for the worst commercial ever made. Am I right? <laughs> it's pretty. F- it's up there. It, on the sure. one hand, yes. On the other hand, it's co- spurring so much conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that it might be the best commercial ever. But, but this, I, I, I think I do think that it's bad brand association. Oh, you yes. know, like it's for the, bad conversation for, for the, the for the product. It's horrible for entertainment yeah. value. How about just plain old morality? It's one of the most <laughs> evil commercials Does I've ever seen. It looks like there's an Italian parody that basically took your idea, Darren. Oh, Let's really? watch this. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's a recreation of the first scene where uh, the grandpa's told that the kids can't make it. Do they kill him? <laughs> I really overdid it. That we see the, the children uh, in their day to day lives. I like that they use an even more annoying song. <laughs> it's like almost the same song. The truth is so sad, the truth is so real, but please come back, we want you here. There will be no one. Is this channel called Incel? What is this? <laughs> That's all I see. Oh. Exception. Oh. oh, they got an actress that looks kind of like yeah. the original one. Huh? The guy looks like the original guy. Era l'unico modo di avervi 
qui tutti insieme a Natale. Ma vaffanculo! Ma 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 this is great but I'm also mad that we had the same idea if they kill him I'm going to be very upset he's just home with that <laughs> there we go. Oh, no. <laughs> or at least he accidentally yes. killed him. And he took Sid's idea too. <laughs> I love it. Now they're bonding and having a meal over their father's corpse. For real. And they're happy. Yeah, it's like, are they gonna pan yeah, over now to the dead body on the floor? Oh, it's the, they didn't even clean up the body. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Tremendous. Now this supermarket I would shop at. <laughs> oh man. I do I like the added kind of an obvious idea. Yeah. I do like the added wrinkle of them all being like, oh, mom, mom always told us what an asshole you were, but this, this proves it. <laughs> wow. I still like my Ford commercial. <laughs> There's so many grave. ways you could go with it. It's fucking great. That would be, yeah, that's the good film class project. Just show that commercial and be like, all right, rewrite this. Yeah, that's true. And everybody could come up with something different and fantastic. <sighs> that was great. The other version I'd like to see is the one where still nobody shows up and he's still by himself and then he just shoots himself. Nah. That could be like the suicide hotline commercial. Yeah, they get the, the news that he's dead and they look at the pictures and they're like, woohoo, finally! <laughs> Throw the picture in the garbage. <laughs> Rip it up. Right, now we don't have to visit next Christmas either. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Like the first that that sappy ass music. They think I'm supposed to be manipulated by that. What an asshole. They're manipulating us the way the guy's manipulating his family. That's wild. How did that pass like an advertising agency like board or whatever? That's I, amazing. I wonder what the reaction was in Germany. Like, is their sensibility different enough from ours that they were like <laughs> cool with it? I don't know. I mean, I remember that that ad going viral here and and people loving it too like i was like oh it's so, i think it was it on the no it wasn't on the super bowl it was so like some on something that people saw it huh or maybe it just went viral and i'm remembering wrong but i remember that was being a big sensation it was like 10 years old it was 2016 maybe i don't know huh i don't remember but, uh, it at all but Wow. Yeah, people talking about it. What a sweet commercial it is. Out of your fucking mind. Would you want to live in a family with this fucking ogre? I, w- the- I, the, I, I wouldn't want to be related to any side of that family. The family, yeah. the dad who 
feels the need to do that and the family that ignores him enough to make him feel the need to do that right. it's just everybody's horrible everybody's horrible and they need and horrible enough and then they they get together and they sit down and eat and they're just laughing it up like nothing fucking happened uh sociopaths i want the part two now where he actually dies and they just think it's a bit again <laughs> they don't show up He's just laying cold in the morgue waiting to be claimed and none of the family is actually going and this one little thing in that commercial that you don't really notice but it's like a swerve like they show up to his house and they all have black on and it looks like a big courtyard with fe- it looks like they're in a funeral mm-hmm. at, or at a cemetery i should say and it's not it's his gigantic fucking mansion so what has this guy done like is he like maybe he's like got rich off of gold fillings from jews that he yanked out in the holocaust Oh, for sure also it's like why can't you go visit them you're so lovely go visit your fucking kids and you're clearly wealthy yeah take your private jet to see them each one of them make a 15 minute stop and shake hands and hug and that's it and go back to your miserable life what a fuck! Oh, this commercial makes me so mad. Also, like, wouldn't some of the kids be a little bit disappointed because they thought, like, oh, one of us is inheriting this house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, oh, fuck! Now I uh, have to go back to my shitty apartment. Oh, uh, now I got to come up with the property taxes for this shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the comments. Of the on the original commercial, and most of them are very supportive. Here's why. Here's the top comment. Oh my lord, this killed me. That's how I imagine this person sounds. Okay. To see the Christmas trees change, and year after year, and the father is alone. Sad face. I started <laughs> crying almost instantly with the opening words and music, and look on his face. I truly don't understand the controversy over this commercial or how people don't get it or think it's cruel cruel is not being with this elderly man during christmas year after year after promising it work out it's a wake-up call to all those who put everything else first before family even during the holidays we have a finite number of holidays we get with those we're supposed to cherish and when they're gone they're gone for good Love your family. Cherish your time with them. If you can't do that in life, you have no right to mourn them in death. Signed Peace out and Merry oh. Christmas and a blessed New Year. Signed Zach Galifianakis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't get it. Yeah, that person clearly is bringing a lot of their own baggage to this commercial. Yeah. yeah. And they're not yelling at us. They're yelling at their own family. Maybe they faked their death after this. They got an idea. (laughs) I wonder if people did. Oh my god! Imagine there was a rash of like death faking around the world because of this. There very well might have been. What's the name of the? See, it's not a good ad because I don't even remember the name of the. uh, the, Did we even see the name of the? Yeah. Well, I think Rob cut it off. It's what? Edika. Edika, right? E D E K A. Yeah, but I think Rob cut it off before they show. Like after they get together, more like, like a dick, huh? Yeah, a dick, huh? <laughs> a deek. No, it's a deek. He faked them out. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I'm so mad they made my commercial. 
I was but about to, say, to see that your vision come to life like that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that part of it. I wanted to see them burying the bot, taking him out on a Ford four by four, burying him in the desert. You want this Ford? You want this Ford sponsorship? And then they went back to his house and and ate the Christmas dinner that he prepared as he's moldering. Oh, no, they now. stand. They have to go plates at the cemetery. <laughs> oh, they and ate as first. one of them shoveling, the rest are like eating fried chicken. <laughs> have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh well speaking of unnecessary deaths uh i want to talk Moore about has this. passed away no, <laughs> no oh. that's the very no, necessary no. That, that would be very unnecessary jeez louise uh so i don't know what's going on with college football maybe you guys could help me but there was something called the Pop Tarts Bowl this weekend. Dwell every bowl now. They used to be the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. Now each one has a, a paid sponsorship yeah. by a corporation. So that's and they're all very out. absurd, like increasingly absurd. Where you think it's parody, but no, that's the real name. I remember years ago it was like the Tostitos Bowl was the first weird one, and everyone was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, are you serious?" And now the Tostitos Bowl is the most normal. Yes, that's the most prestigious one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that doesn't sound bad. That's how that that works for me, you know. Because a bowl you know, of Tostitos, a bowl. <laughs> yeah. So there was this Pop Tarts bowl, and again, I know nothing about college football, but this has been all over my Twitter feed right. uh, because, yes, I am still obsessed with Twitter, even though it has become a wasteland. But I wanted to play this clip. Because talk about insane marketing. Whose fucking idea was this? So it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl. I guess it's the end of the game. And there, so now you see on, on, the, on the field, there is a massive toaster, like a huge, huge toast, oversized to like seven, eight foot toaster. So no, it has to be like 10 feet tall based on, uh, you know, the context, probably here. more than that. And then, and then we have a, uh, anthropomorphic pop art at the, on top of it with googly eyes. Uh, we don't really need to hear the hot stuff. So this, this, Anthropomorphic Pop Tart uh, has a sign that says "Dreams really do come true," and he's dancing. And look, I have to say, he looks so cute. And then all of a sudden, wait, what's going on? What is happening? Going to Auschwitz now? Lowering the poster. He's being lowered into the toaster. He is being brought to his death. Yes. His partner is being killed in front of a nationwide international audience. Is, uh, is that the moment of death, or would it be when someone eats him? Well, well hold on. And then- so he's well, I think what's the most surreal thing is the smile on the Pop Tart <laughs> and the happy. lifelessness in the eyes and him just waving. He's fulfilling <laughs> his true purpose, Rob. Yeah. This is what he was You're born right. to do. They should have You're invested right. some more money and had that smile slowly fade into a frown <laughs> of the death grip here, frown. Here, here's the part where I think Grimace. he's the Pop Tart is questioning. Everything he's, he's learned like, oh, in his life, you can't see the smile anymore. As, as he's lowered, <laughs> yo, the shaking of the sign, and then he and then he no! dumps the sign, and then wait, what what happens to the pop tart? What happens next is truly insane. Yeah. He has, <laughs> and, and I love belief it. That dreams really do come true. Wait, 
Yeah, so here we have it's the final moments. We'll always love you, strawberry. We'll always love you, strawberry. So we learned to say strawberry <laughs> frosted pop tart. Eulogy. All right, <laughs> peace. Oh, it's gonna come out the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> and then what happens is he comes out toad. The pop tart is now dead and, and that's toasted. A real, that's a real pop tart. It's a real enlarged pop tart. Is, is he winking or is one of his eyes closed because he's passed away? I've- one of his eyes popped out from the pressure of the heat. <laughs> <laughs> and and what happened? The championship team is now eating this fucking pop tart. They murdered this pop tart. So is that actually edible? Like a giant pop tart now? Because yes. it still looks yes and fake. It doesn't look. It looks like a cake or something. Yeah, it looks like it, it looks like yeah. They just put a lot of frosting. But this is insane. <laughs> They're just passing around pop tart. I like Rob how you introduced this by saying, you know, I don't know anything about college football, as if this has anything to do with college football whatsoever. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is a regular occurrence. I don't pay, I don't pay attention. I mean, it's gonna be now. Look at all the the buzz this has gotten. People are talking. I about I, I will like this is this is what we were talking about. Where like this is great marketing because it's so insane. Like uh-huh. I actually want a pop tart now because I've been thinking about this so much. This feels like almost like idiocracy levels of uh, stupidity. Yes. I will say, friend of the show, Lonnie, works in advertising, and all week he's been sending me links about this because he thinks it's so fucking great and hilarious and stupid. It is. I mean, it is. it is pretty great. And then like, oh, it's <laughs> sanitary too. Oh yeah, my god. <laughs> oh my god. The final result of the pop tart is pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Look at the caption this guy wrote. It's too, pretty like. great. It's December twenty nineteen versus December twenty twenty three. And they have the two the before and after of the pop tart. Like, well, there's just one eye left and like scattered icing. <laughs> It's really it's, like something out of recall. Yeah. Ugh. Why did they eat that poor eye? Why did that eye get to live? <laughs> they thought that would be too far. Yeah, that'd be too- they wanted to save it for Jerry Orbach's uh, nonprofit. <laughs> oh. oh, the Pop Tart was an organ donor. A little yes. Pop Tart can see now. A little Pop Tart orphan child. That's a little inside joke for our New York listeners. <laughs> I feel like that has reached national prominence. I think we've talked about it on the show uh, a while ago. But so the Pop-Tart, again, this is truly great marketing because the Pop-Tart is now so famous there's a fan edit. Oh, <laughs> I want to no. play that. Do those children come and say they haven't seen him for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually dead. I am a- <laughs> I honestly like this is the <laughs> blessed, blessed the pop tart. <laughs> really, the the image of the pop tart lowering into the toaster will be burned into my brain for years to come. Now you know what the sick part about this that didn't get reported. That was an <laughs> actual toaster, and the person was really burned alive. All right. For <laughs> They found someone who was like suicidal and agreed to do this. <laughs> but then he throws the sign and he really regretted it at the last second. It's too hot. So every year, that's the highlight of the bowl game. Every year, one terminal cancer patient 
will be euthanized. Yeah. <laughs> while wearing a Pop Tart costume. Mm-hmm. The edible mascot. What a, oh my god. Wow. There's a, a pork store uh, in Brooklyn where they have like a little uh, pig who's the mascot and like it says, eat me. And I'm like, that's not. <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's like, fuck you, Baltimore. Fuck you, Baltimore. <laughs> Home of challenge pissing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this this <laughs> part. This if you're listening me. on audio, we're just replaying the <laughs> being murdered over and over again. Slow mo and forward. I uh, gotta watch the video, folks. You just gotta watch the video now. And then this Noah Syndergaard looking <laughs> motherfucker waiting anxiously for the pop tart to come out so he can eat it. It's a whole nightmare scenario here. That sign being thrown away gets me. Like that's why I'm like yeah. an actual oven. Like, I didn't know what he was signing. Yeah, about. exactly. Yeah, that's what he was like. Oh no, what did I get myself into? No, no, I want to live. I want to live. <sighs> beautiful, beautiful work here by the Pop Tart Corps. I never really liked Pop Tarts. Me neither. I was never into them. I always, I, I always thought the. Uh, the biscuit portion tasted too shitty. It's just processed. That's what yeah. it is. Like it tastes yeah. good going in, and then there's like a chemical aftertaste to it. The first bite is delicious. Uh, I'm okay with the only one, strudel, though, and toaster scrambles, yeah. but Pop-Tarts, not so much. The only Pop-Tart flavor that I ever found edible was the s'mores flavor because mm. it didn't have any of this cheap jam. It now, just did had you a lot actually- of sugar. Did you actually put it in the toaster or did you eat it raw? Because I know I, people I, eat I, that raw. I mean, I've done both, but obviously it's much better in the toaster. Baby, I like it raw. <laughs> he was singing about Pop-Tarts. Who knew? <laughs> he was way more wholesome than any of us thought. <sighs> <R-I-P-O>. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to share this again. The Speaking of wholesome. Eating Pop-Tarts. It's crazy. They ate the whole fucking Pop-Tart. Why not? Rob. Okay, I need a Photoshop assignment from you for next week. You're going to take the Ron Jeremy belly button photo, and you're going to Photoshop that eyeball onto his belly button. (laughs) Or or Photoshop the belly button onto the other eyeball. I was going to say. I was going to say. Or how about this? Ron Jeremy before and after, and what's left of him (laughs) is like a cannibalized body with an eyeball remaining. (laughs) But make it his belly button rather than the eyeball. (laughs) <laughs> and all these uh, really college remember. football players have all devoured Ron Jeremy's meaty body. Oh. I'm sure there's a DVD of that from like the late nineties. I mean, he's a, he's a terminal dementia patient. Why don't he do the next year's uh, pop tarts? He wouldn't fit in the D he wouldn't fit in the uniform. He wouldn't fit in the toaster slot. He's too, well, they got, they got a year to figure out the logistics. Maybe if they did an air fryer instead, no. go into that. <laughs> Imagine all the chicharrones you can make from Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes Meltzer says Photoshop Ron Jeremy in place of that grandpa in that ad. No, <laughs> no one. They'd be within their rights not to want to see him. Everybody, all the people he sexually assaulted, get a letter saying that he died, and they go to celebrate. And then he shows up naked, like I'm not dead. I'm just here. <laughs> I'm gonna rape dead. you. <laughs> just runs at everybody. 
Oh, brought to you by the Spice Channel. Those poor women. Uh, oh, I wanted. I had, I had a little uh, anecdote to, to share Uh-oh. this week. I'm glad Uh-oh. I remembered. I found myself on the Upper East Side earlier this week. In general, I, I look like uh, the last week of the year for me is a great week go into the city as long as you're avoiding uh rockefeller center Times square the whole city is dead i love it there's there's places to park everyone's just out of town you know so everyone's out of town and trucks are typically not on the road so all the reasons for traffic and congestion are guy when i say trucks i mean like you know the shipping trucks the big the big giant uh so, uh, yeah, Eddie's like restaurants I want to go to. Uh, I, I, this is the week I, I try to like squeeze them in like, like, you know, hype restaurants. Anyway, I tried to go to one, uh, uh, on, on the Upper East Side. Uh, my luck was not with me and it, it was still too crowded and there's no point to wait for half I an guess hour. me and Darren's invitations were lost in the mail for this restaurant excursion. That's, That's correct. That's correct. Uh, and so we're we're doing a little uh, restaurant hearing uh, later this week, uh, so uh, d- don't you worry. Uh, but anywho, okay. I was on the Upper East Side. And I'm just That's a rolling roaster. Yeah, we're like your scumbags <laughs> that you'll go to the working class place with, but then the fancy Upper East Side place you go with your fancy friends. This was not a fancy. This was this was a diner. I was at a diner. Uh, the place I was trying to go to was another diner. It was the Lexington candy shop. Their, their big gimmick is they've been open for a million years and they make, uh, Coca-Cola traditionally with the syrup and the seltzer. Like they hand make it. They hand, uh, but it's a small shop. And like, because of, you know, the, because of TikTok and everything, there was like a line of 50 people. And it's like, I'm not going to wait for 45 minutes for a fucking <laughs> Coca-Cola and like a basic ass sandwich. So we ended up going to a diner, just any diner. Just, I don't even remember the name of it. Uh, the most basic of, of New York diners. And, and in a way, I kind of long, I kind of, I became like one of those people in the South Brooklyn Facebook group longing for the Brooklyn diners uh, that I haven't been to in 20 years because I was like, oh, I used to go to a place like this every weekend and now they don't exist in Brooklyn. Likely yeah, because I've stopped going to places like yeah. that. What? Where are the diners? What are the There's diners? There's one on Kings Highway. There's one over here. In Mirage? Brooklyn. I would never go to Mirage diners. Bridgeview? How about Bridgeview over Bridgeview. by uh, uh, Oh, I thought you were oh. saying Parkview, the one on uh, Cropsey. I have not been to that one. That one's good. But Mirage is the pits. Like everywhere. Mirage is the pits. I Mirage is the worst. No, it's uh, terrible, but it still like exists. Yeah. yeah. There's a few. Uh, there's Oasis. The That's the one I want to give a, a, a shout out to. Oasis Which on Flatbush that? Avenue. Wow. That literally could be the best burger I've ever had in my life. Wow. Is that by Kings Plaza? Oasis? It's a it's or? about a, a mile, a half a less than a mile from. Oh. Well, there used to be the Kings Plaza Diner, but I don't oh, think that. Oh, legendary! That was the best. So, so that I would I would never speak an ill word about that place. The Kings Plaza Diner was it, it was the um like 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 uh Michelin star cuisine or served under the aegis of a diner. Like it was just you wonderful food. Whoever was cooking there, great service, better place. than that place. Great service too, but I mean, like you would order, you know, how you get like a triple decker sandwich in a diner or something, a turkey club, or whatever. It was just like succulent turkey, and like everything was like a feast of the of the senses, you know. It was just wonderful. 
And then when they I had used to go no, there, okay. it was like I was in my appetizer combo phase. So I almost always just got the appetizer combo. Had some mozzarella well, I love, sticks, I love had some chicken wings, wow. some onion rings. Yeah, everything they did that. was mm. great. Even the simple bullshit was great. Yep. Missed that play. Made it to one day. I saw CVS coming, and they knocked down the. F- you know what it was? That every year there would be new rumors that they were selling, and it would always turn out to be bullshit. And it was and like then- when I just went on for like twenty years. And then one year it was true, and then 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 it was a lot, an empty lot. And then they built a fucking CVS there, like a useless. There's another CVS like two blocks away. So angry about Lame. that. But the guy was done dinering, I guess. Yeah. So I show up to this place. It's pretty dead. And we get seated. And next to us in the only other booth <laughs> taken at this place was is Steve this, Buscemi uh, again. Uh, it, it was an elderly couple. And they were doing the cute thing of both sitting on the same side of the booth. Uh-huh. And the uh, just the woman looked just like an unassuming, you know, 80-year-old mm. Upper East Side woman. And the guy, uh, I would the he way I would describe him would be a more lively looking Mitch McConnell. <laughs> oh my god. Like Mitch McConnell looks dead, you know, like he looks like he's uh-huh. not of the earth anymore. I this guy it. looks like maybe like 15 years younger and, and, and alive. <laughs> and you know, uh and I have to tell you, I was just going in there expecting dinner. I did not expect a dinner in a movie. Oh. <laughs> I got a whole show. I got a whole live show about these people's lives. This guy this guy was incredible. First of all, uh, our waiter comes to us, asks if we're ready. And, you know, this is a New York diner. So there's like, you know, 200 items and it's so overwhelming. We're like, okay, we actually need a minute. And then he goes over to these other people and he, this guy, Mitch McConnell is clearly a regular, uh, but he's, he's a regular, the guy, the waiter knows him and Mitch McConnell knows the waiter, but he does not remember the waiter's name. (laughs) Of course. And uh, he's like, oh, oh, it's great to see. I, I'm going to need a little. Uh, I'm going to need a little more uh, whiskey here and and, and, and and give me a double a great goose for the lady. So it's like they are fucking hammered already. And he's like, oh, oh, I need you to, 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 uh, to take a picture uh, for us. And so the, the guy takes a picture and then he goes to the waiter. Could you send that to my daughter? Could you just text that to her with my phone? <laughs> uh, and, and, they, and the guy's like, "Oh, okay, sure." So who do I send it to? And and then Mitch McConnell goes, "My daughter." <laughs> and, and he's like, and, and, "Oh, uh, what's her name?" <laughs> you know, like how does he know to look up my daughter in this guy's phone? He's like, "What's her name?" Oh, it's L O U. I S E Louise. Okay, I'll Google that right uh, and, away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then he sends it. He's like, here you go. And then the guy goes, Well, how do I know you sent it to her? <laughs> how do I know she's accusing the guy of being a liar? <laughs> how do I know she received <laughs> like I'm dying. I'm dying. They're like, and then he's just hogging my waiter. So it's 
I'm going between laughing my ass off and getting a little annoyed that it's been 15 minutes and my order hasn't been put in. But he's just like this guy. He's like making him take photos. He's like checking his email. Like, like what is going on? Wait, he's having uh, the waiter check his email. There was something else. Yeah, yeah. Or like send an email. Like or send oh. a text. Like, can you text her that we're here or something like that? <laughs> and and when the waiter leaves, the woman who who was so nice, was so patient with this guy, is just like, you know, you really should learn how to email and send photos. It's really not that hard. He's like, oh, why? Oh, I just have it. I have it. You know, I have it. And, and you know, these people uh, did not tip. You know, they did not tip. No, he did tip. He gave him like hard cash for doing all of this stuff. That's why oh. this waiter is so up Before his ass. Before the meal was even done? Before the meal. Just for doing extra cash? Like, Here, this is for you. This is for oh, you. He okay. gave him like 20 or something like that. All right. So uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other stuff. So then uh, while the waiter was gone, he was telling her about how he met with his with this young guy who's his broker. And uh, he was telling me all this stuff. And I wasn't paying attention. All I know is he made me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then. uh He's like, oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna need to we're gonna need to eat. Oh, the waiter comes back with with the drinks. He's like, we're gonna need to to probably eat some food after this. And, and he's like, oh, a waiter's like, what do you want? He's like, oh, I don't know yet. I don't know. And then the waiter leaves or whatever. Then two seconds go by, and he turns to the other waiters standing around, being like, we're gonna have to order some food. Can we do that? <laughs> The guy was just there to order you for, uh, so he the waiter comes back and he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to order some food." Uh, okay, what do you want? Well, I don't know yet, so I'm gonna let the lady go first. <laughs> and then he basically made the waiter decide for him oh what to. God. This guy has never made a decision in his life. I'm so jealous of this person. <laughs> uh, and then New York one is on. In the diner, which that's that's a sign of a great diner. If there's New mm-hmm. York one on mute with closed captioning on, Trump shows up on the screen. Oh, and she's like, she's like, oh, what's going on with Trump now? And he goes, oh, you don't even want to know. You don't even want to know. Michigan put him on the ballot. Can you imagine Michigan? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Uh, and then it, it really hit me. This guy must be so fucking tank. He must be drinking all day, you know, just like total. It, it made me want to go to the Upper East Side more and, and eat at these wonderful these old Manhattan diners. just to yeah, just to live, just to see how these Manhattanites live. I obviously could not leave without doing one of these photos where oh. it's like, oh, it's of me, but it's not really uh-huh. of me. It's of the two people behind me. Uh, specifically for the show. So hold on, let me load this photo up. But it it truly and like by the way, you know, like we it was so overpriced. This <laughs> this meal, you know, we paid like seventy dollars for forty dollars worth of food or something like that. You know, like for two. Uh, but I guess that's what things cost nowadays. Yeah. So Someone in the dis- in the chat is asking if we read the chat. Yes, we do read the chat. I don't know how to pronounce your username, but uh, there's your proof. Uh, Fars hand chops. What is that? Fars hand chops. 
Oh, fish and chops. Okay. I well, think it's a the, joke on the, fish and chips, probably. Here's the lovely couple. Oh, that guy doesn't look nearly as old as you made oh. him out to be in this picture. Well, his he hair looks, his hair is a little dyed. She looks very old. He looks like John Hodgman, the PC guy from the I PC. Can see that. Yeah. He made me a lot of money. <laughs> Hold on. Rob, yeah. could you could you read the question that was just asked in the check? Very mind-boggling. Extremely confused. F- Farshad uh, says, I was wondering, are 3D and RAP Sid father and son? Who is the, the father and who is yeah. the son? I mean. Somebody's about to be really offended. I think I look young for my age, but not that young. Shit. Same. Uh, <laughs> but. The answer's oh, 3D. You're the, you're my daddy. I'm your dad. I'm five years older than you. How am I? Do I look that fucking old? Maybe because I left my white in my beard today. He was 16. What is what? What? Who was 16? I'm very. Uh, con- I'm more I, confused. I gave uh, when I produced you as an offspring. I was. 16. Oh, you were a young father. No, I would have been five. So I don't think that could work. I'm five years older than Sid and ten years. Okay, older than well, five. hold on. Let's. Farsh and chops. How old do you think each of us are? That that's that's the question here. <laughs> Dusty thinks I'm the father. Thank you, Dusty. Wow. I like that Rob is just not related to us at all. He's just like some rando that this father and son team. I have no parents. Well. You're the old dirty bastard of podcasting. Hey, Farsh, your style. How did you find our uh, our podcast here? I'm feeling like God. Sid, don't read that one. Well, I mean, he's not far off. He's just got. He's in in the age difference. He's not far off. He's just yeah. adding too many years to each of us. This is one of the one of the first times I've ever been uh, told that I am uh, look older than I am. Same. It's a new experience. But I'm not offended. So he thinks you're my dad, but we're only seven years apart. Right. You're well, maybe 55 he's, and I'm 48. Maybe he's just saying that after we told him uh, how you had different our difference in age. Even though I gave it to you five and you still fucked it up. Farsh, how old do you think I am? I think I just said that too, but he may not have heard it. Uh, Darren, now that this is the last weekend of your, uh, of Rob, <laughs> Rob looks 28. He said, what the fuck, Rob, you, you paid this guy. This is a plant. It's really me. Yeah. I want another computer. Other account. Yeah, new tab. Yeah. In the browser. Yes. Yeah, so the last uh, uh, weekend of my last life. weekend of your, of your four, of your forties, not of your life. Mm-hmm. Toy, 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 uh, well, Rob's as I, as I lunch am, on Monday. So who knows what happens? <laughs> uh as i am in my my first year of my i was wondering what do you have any advice uh, on the for this next <laughs> decade yeah don't die stay inside okay. wear a mask at all times <laughs> uh, i don't know advice so for what kind of advice for your 40s you mean what have you what have you what, what have you learned i don't know i don't think i have in a position to give you life advice you're like a retiree you've already been successful <laughs> yeah struggling to uh figure out what i want to do with the rest of my life so i don't think i have any advice for you but i wish you lots and lots of good luck you're a very inspirational person <laughs> what, what about like uh oh well thank you uh i i'd be more like like uh i feel like as i get older i i things 
come into perspective more. And then like also just the passage of time almost feels uh, shorter. Like 20 years doesn't feel as long of a time for me now as they did 10 years ago. Cause it's less of a chunk of your life now. Right. Yeah. So do you have anything like any kind of things like that, uh, that, that have came into focus for you? I don't think they come into focus. I think I just think about that stuff all the time. Like I, I'll have a memory that'll float across my mind and then I'll realize that was fucking 40 years ago. You know, <laughs> I feel like yeah. uh, I was just thinking about when my grandmother passed away and I was in fourth grade and I was 10. I don't know what made me think of that, but I was just thinking about it for a little while, remembering her like fondly. And I'm like, that was fucking 40 years ago what I'm remembering. And it feels like yesterday. It almost feels like it's, you know, yeah, like a wormhole. Like you taped mm-hmm. the two ends of a paper together and it's like that. And it's like, you, you're there again, but it's all this wide gulf of time. So I don't have like really good advice when it comes to that, but I, I do reflect on that a lot. Rob and I will always send each other something like it's been 25 years since this WWF match. Do you remember this? How the fuck is this 25 years ago? You know? This yeah. Very uh, that, wild. I see that, that, that happens that I've been having that a lot lately too, of these kind of memories of from when I'm five or 10 years old and realizing similarly like, Oh, that's 30, 35 years ago. Or, and it feels like yesterday, like I'm still holding on to this trauma <laughs> from 30 years ago or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and, uh, uh, it, it, it's very wild. It's it, it's it really puts uh, things in perspective and makes me feel like oh, time time isn't uh, you know like ten years isn't that far off or it's not that long of a time. You know, it, it can be done in an instant. Like it's going to be the twenty year anniversary of Metal Injection <laughs> launching on Monday, and that to me. Doesn't feel right. <laughs> that it was twenty years ago. Uh, take him to the no plans at the moment. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go introduce him to my new friend. Uh, but uh, it is surreal, just like how how quickly that. Like we've been doing the show for 15 years. It mm-hmm. it it, it, uh, it doesn't feel like 15. Maybe 12. I don't <laughs> feel that old. That's the thing. Like I don't feel that old mentally. You know. I, that's the other thing. I feel younger now or yeah, than I did like eight years ago. You know, uh, I don't feel 40. I don't feel, uh, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel the way I thought 40 year olds would feel when I was like 32, (laughs) you know, like, like I just remember, I've mentioned this on the show before. Like when I was in my late twenties, there would be guys in the scene that were in their mid thirties. And I would almost be like guys in the scene. I mean, like people working in the music industry that I'd be hanging out with. I'd be like, Oh man, they're so old, you know, like, Oh, how are they still hanging out, hanging around? And, and, you know, now I'm past that age and it's like, Oh, like, what was I judging? (laughs) That's kind of amazing. Like, you know, and Farsh just kind of alluded to this and Whoa, 15 years. Like, yes, we have been doing this thing for 15. It wasn't always video. It used to be a regular podcast with no video, but uh, but even that we would get to we would meet up once a week every week for at least what twelve years? Yeah, like 12 how long do we? Two thousand well, the December yeah. two thousand eight to two thousand when COVID happened, which is when we went to doing it in our house, which we never stopped doing. Yeah, so that's twelve years. Yeah, well, almost twelve years. 
Mm-hmm. And there's lots of archives, Farsh, if you want to check out the archives. There's 12, 15 years of show yeah. you can listen to and watch with some very wild times and moments. Rob, do you want to read his right guesses now. about each of us? I don't know why he's guessing that we have different names than our actual names. I don't understand what these guesses are. Well, he what? doesn't like the, he doesn't. Are uh, you? You have your well. Rob has his name in his internet handle, but you said you and I are using pseudonyms. So, I mean, I sort of am. It's my Twitter handle, but my name is in there. That's I could see someone not picking sure. that up right away. Yeah, but Rob's especially. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why would he make up Rob Pazbani as his <laughs> Twitter name if that's not his actual name? Very specific. But he says that uh, my actual name is Norman Stewart Fish, mm. and I'm 48, and I work as a golf instructor for a few days a week, and the other two I do shifts at a comic book store. I, I feel like I, uh, that's an attack. I feel like that's an attack on me. And my golf family. instructor, no. Sid does not like activities. Golf Big is very passive, but yeah, no. And also, you'd have to go outside the house. Yeah. Maybe and- we golf. Is that still a thing? Oh, the we. I thought you meant we golf. No, we have not <laughs> we, golf. We do not golf. <laughs> what was mine again? Your name is Joe right. Milton. You're 55, and you're a driving instructor who has the highest student fail rate in your town. Uh, that's a very insulting uh, comment. Yeah. Why do I Shots suck at my fired. job so bad? Yeah, at least you got to work in a, around comics and yeah. stuff. And then Rob... His his name is Jerome Rodriguez. He's 28 and he works as a shoe shop salesman. That's the worst one. You're like Al Bundy. <laughs> Jerome Rodriguez. All right. Rob, you're like the least Hispanic person I've ever. Opa. Miyamo. Jerome. Wow. Yeah, so you really uh, missed the mark on our ages and uh, what we do with our lives. Yeah. We're all very offended. <laughs> uh, let's talk about our Spotify picks. Every week, we each pick a song. We throw it on a playlist that we like to call the R.E.P. Livecast Music Break. Mm-hmm. You could search for it on Spotify. There's over 600 songs. 40 hours of music. Some of our guests in the past have picked songs as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, this week I picked a song. Uh, I talked last week about seeing Madonna. Mm-hmm. And I've been listening a lot to her back catalog. I made a whole playlist called Madonna Raba. <laughs> and uh, uh, I've actually, sw- I recently switched from Spotify to Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling about it. I might switch back. Uh, wow. You're selling out Apple. Two yeah. things this week. Uh, yeah, I don't like. There's a few things with the software with Apple Music that makes it less consumer friendly than the Spotify version. I, I switched to Apple because I heard that the quality of the audio is better, and I will say I notice it. I notice it in the car, not so much when I'm listening on my Bluetooth headphones. Let me uh, throw this in, by the way. When we first started doing this show, we were just talking about how it was in person. I would bring my laptop to the studio and I was using iTunes to do my drops 
and it was a nightmare. It was so horrible. It was awful. So another reason why I hate Apple products. Not just to be a dick, like oh, I I don't like Apple. I'm a fanboy, like I, mm-hmm. it, I had the times when I've had to use it in, in in my school as well. When I have to use a computer, all the computers are Apple. Are oh, Macs. really? Yeah, almost all. There's a few that will have PCs, but it's like all the computer labs have just Macs everywhere, and it's really fucking annoying to do stuff on there. So anyway, sorry, Rob. iTunes is abysmal. I will give you give you that. And Apple Music is essentially the modern iTunes. Uh, Does iTunes still exist in some form, or is it they just roll? It's just called it. Yeah, it's called music now. Okay, it's they've they've combined the streaming app and iTunes. I guess Uh, like KFC, they don't want people to think you can only use it for tunes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So. But uh, yeah, so this song "Everybody" is the one that's been in my head the most. Everybody, so, everybody, everybody, no, no. everybody. <laughs> not that one. Okay, that is a that's great song. Next week. Yeah. Everybody. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, get up and dance, dance and sing. Everybody, everybody. come on Take the music take, take your shirt go. off, Rob. Come on. Swing it over your head. Oh, no. Really did it. Go. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, really wow. did it. I Everybody, put your <laughs> damn shirt on. Damn it's it. like Will Ferrell at old school. Going streaking. <laughs> We're going oh. streaking, folks. <laughs> but, but oh, I'm a fond very too. <laughs> Look at how small my titties are. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a definite change, though. Yeah. Farsh is probably thinking we take our shirts off every week now. <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, sensitive part of your dick. Give it to me. Oh, <laughs> what's your pick? Uh, I haven't picked a ska song in a while, so I don't know why, but it popped into my head this week. So I picked a song by the band The Toasters, which are a, a longtime New York-based ska band and uh, one of the few that I tolerated that wasn't like ska punk, but actually ska, and I didn't hate them. And uh, the song is Little Hidden Secrets. Fun little toe tapper. Darren, what's your pick? I picked, well, first of all, I watched a movie uh, recently that's about seven or eight years old that I didn't know existed at the time uh, called uh, Roxanne Roxanne, which is based on the Roxanne Chante uh, saga in the 80s. You know this, Sid, right? Is this on Netflix or they they did a series about her? It's a Netflix movie. It's a movie. Maybe there's also a series. I don't know. Maybe it's the movie, movie that I'm thinking of. Got Neil Long and then Mahershala Ali. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, and it was a good cast. Uh, I really hated this movie. It just oh, kind no. of did not tell the story. I feel it told it in a very exploitative way. Like this is a very fascinating story. It was like this two year long saga. This like this one crew started like talking about this girl who stood them up and she's a real bitch. And then the, this, this um, other producer found this 14 year old girl who was a rapper and got her into this beef, like as if they were talking about her, mm-hmm. I think she was supposed to show up at this uh, original uh, like recording studio and she didn't show up. So they blew her off and the first group started talking shit about her and they got her to rap, like to do a diss record about them at 14 years old. 
and she was really good and it blew up and that was Roxanne Shante. And then they went back and forth. It was like the first major like viral uh, hip hop beef that we were others before, but that was the first one that caught like national attention. And it's this fascinating story how she was exploited. And like you had famous rappers like fucking uh, KRS one dissing this girl when she was like 16 years old, just viciously calling her a hooker and stuff like just a wild story about how she, she was got fucked up in life because of this. She's like 50 something now and does interviews about it and everything, but great story. And they fucked up the movie. The movie is, they made it into this like very paint by numbers, like black woman struggle against the system and all the bad men influences in her life. But it was very generic and, just very dull. It became a movie that you've seen like 150 yeah, times rather than that's a shame. this specific story, which is very interesting and incorporates some of that stuff. So I did not like the movie, but I played the song, uh, the first song that she put out as a diss record, which is called um, Roxanne's Revenge, which is very good. This is a 14-year-old girl rapping this, which is insane. Uh, I have a lot of respect for her. She's an awesome woman. You should check that out and don't don't watch that movie but look into her there's been a lot of like just uh, guerrilla youtube uh, videos that people just put together uh like about her or just found footage clips and stuff which are great it's a great story there's even a wikipedia page called the roxanne wars which mm. makes it sound like the fucking Peloponnesian War. <laughs> the hip-hop that. version of that, yes. If you look into that, there's a lot of good links that you just go down a rabbit hole and learn the story because it's an important nice. part of music history. Uh, I have some bad news, folks. Your shirt is still off. No, the, uh, that's great. great news. <laughs> the uh the giant pop tart has been canceled he's been oh, spotted no. but he's alive <laughs> no this is from january yeah, 6th. Oh, this, this, he this, was this alive then this is yeah. happier times Aww. for him <laughs> oh well by the way r.i.p is for the the dead pop tart rest in the pop tart <laughs> and also jerome rodriguez r.i.p jerome Oh no! Oh, Rob, don't push it back. On. It's chilly. It's chilly. Turned on. You got to pay for that. On your only chance. What's the address for Farsh? Farsh still here talking. He's still around. Did you reevaluate Rob's age now that he took his shirt off? Does he look young? Yeah, good. You say he's twenty-one now. Uh. Oh, yeah, it's a good so, point from Dusty. Next episode is on January 6th. Oh. oh. We could celebrate the anniversary. <laughs> well, if you want more live casts between now and January 6th, you can always sign up for our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RIPLiveCast. Five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes every month and access to four years. Four years of bonus episodes. So, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to step. I just don't want this to get faded into the background while we blow through this these um, announcements. Uh, Dusty asked me what program do I use. I use this program called SoundPad, which is the only one I can find that allows me to channel my sound effects through my microphone, which allows me to play sounds while I am not uh, the host of the of the stream. So, 
that's uh, I, that's what I've been using for like three years. It's very good, but it has some issues. Go ahead, Rob. I'm very sorry. Yeah, so hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash RIP Livecast. Bonus episodes this month. We have two watch-alongs of these two Jewish Hanukkah Christmas movies, uh, Hanukkah on Rye and Menorah in the Middle, both very wacky, very weird, uh, minorly anti-Semitic uh, in different ways. Uh, and we really enjoyed riffing on them. We have so many great uh, watch-alongs in our archive. Uh, another great one that comes to mind is we watched the black metal documentary until the light takes us. And we just made fun of Varg for 40 minutes. Uh, we watched the kiss movie uh, about the, the, the park, uh, whatever it was. We watched the Danzig movie. Uh, the first one, the second one we're going to be watching very soon. Cause finally that movie's on DVD and uh, lots of great watch alongs in the past. And on January 1st on Monday, we're going to be uploading a new episode every, every the first and 15th of every month. A new episode gets uploaded and all of us watch the new Von Eric movie, the iron claw. And, uh, we did like a whole hour and a half talking about it and even got a special sit-in guest from the very, uh, notorious hat podcast. Lonnie sat in with us. So it's going to be a fun episode that goes up on Monday. So check out our Patreon. We'd love your support. And uh, if you want to throw us a few extra bones, 10 bucks a month, you get to be a top live cast fan of the week, which gives you a shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. How do we want to do these shout outs? Do you want to uh, shout out each person and say what their diner order would be? Sure. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Eric. He's getting chicken fries uh not chicken fries chicken tenders he's just getting the chicken tender appetizer he doesn't want to have too big of a meal uh benjamin though he's getting that appetizer sampler that sid loves oh got the jalapeno poppers the mott sticks the zucchini sticks oh some wings fried mushroom caps oh this place is fancy uh dan r is risking it by ordering salmon Oh no! Uh, You do not not order salmon at a New York diner, but Dan R wants to risk it. (laughs) Uh, Mindy Mayer's Kippa. She's going with a large bowl of matzo ball soup. Uh, It's it just works for her. Shasur Sasusitz. He's going with a roast beef sandwich, extra Russian dressing on the side. Hugo likes tacos. Surprisingly, orders the hamburger. He just likes to go traditional at the at the. I diner. make a hamburger. You make French fries. <laughs> Lando Dex asks for uh, pollo guisa, and they're like, "What? No, sir, this is a diner." Uh, but they still make pollo guisa. <laughs> uh, uh, Lacroix just wants a large seltzer, no ice. Uh, Corey and Scotty H. They both get hot dogs with seasoned curlies. <laughs> that sounds dirty. Erin, uh, <laughs> uh, she's going for the uh, triple decker. And uh, nope. Douglas, who are you? Levison wants a tuna melt, and he wants to make sure that the crusts are cut off the bread. Those are our diner orders for our top live cast fans. You lucky you're still breathing. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you on January 6th. We'll see you next year, folks. Until then, we love you. We kiss you. Bye-bye. Special guest, John Schaefer. Yeah. And I'll see you as a 50-year-old man. (laughs) It don't fucking match.